Welcome, guys, gals, and non-binary pals. You're listening to I Couldn't Help But Podcast, an unofficial Sex in the City podcast, hosted by Paige Clarno and Joe Daniel Montalongo. You changed it up! <laughs> <laughs> that was so hard to get through. <laughs> Hi, everybody. Hello, Welcome everybody. Back. I'm Joe Daniel. And I am Paige Clarno. And this is I Couldn't Help a Podcast, a podcast where we go over the monstrosity that is Sex in the City's <laughs> writing. Yes, it's true. Um, so this episode is called They Shoot Single People, Don't They? It is episode four of season two. Stop it. <laughs> and um, the synopsis, which I'm trying to read, but I've got blindness here hold on let me help you thank you (laughs) um carrie embraces her single status no she doesn't miranda fakes an (laughs) orgasm samantha gets baked out by a trendy club owner charlotte goes through the motions with an actor friend so this episode i literally stopped taking notes like (laughs) i got bored and i wasn't even like trying to think of anything so i it's really not great so so congratulations you're in for a short episode today we make it three hours long (laughs) right yeah i know here's a personal anecdote about something that's not related to this here's another tv show you should be watching and you know usually so this was written by um michael patrick king who's usually okay but i mm, it was boring nothing happened yeah nothing really happened felt like a filler episode um so i'll i the literally the first note that i have is uh samantha saying we're all alone even when we are with men true i think is true and sad i don't think it's sad because i think it's just one of those things like listen you're we're alone because we ourselves process things differently than everybody else so we're always our own islands so, because I think it's not like, oh, you're with someone, but you're still alone. It's you live inside your brain and everything makes sense inside your brain and getting it out there kind of separates you from people because not no one's going to be 100% on board with you. But I think just acknowledging like, yeah, that's a true statement, but that's true for everybody, not you specifically, personally. Fair. Yeah. Allows you to be like, oh, okay. Because yeah. like men are probably also like, oh, they don't get everything. They don't understand it. True. Yeah, that's fair. Maybe lesbians are the only people that are truly happy. I mean, the one lesbian couple that I know, they got divorced recently, so... So, no. So, nobody's happy, everybody's alone, and we're all gonna die. Thank God. And when you're (laughs) single, that means that you go to a a Latin nightclub, apparently. I've never been to any of them, single or (laughs) non-single. Yeah, I don't know that we even have a Latin nightclub here. If we do, please write us. I couldn't help it. Podcast at gmail.com. <laughs> Bless you. <laughs> Thank you. I'm so sorry for your ears. Hey, you know, it's summer. Allergy season's a bitch. So what can you do? Life's a bitch and so am I. So am I. So, yeah. So the Latin club is weird. They go to a Latin club because they're all single at once. and Which what? has never happened before. Right. Not ever. Not even at the beginning, beginning of almost every single episode. So whatever. Um, and Carrie's like, oh, I've got to go because uh, I have a photo shoot in the morning. And Charlotte, of all people, is like, oh, my gosh, we never get to go out dancing together. Stay out. And before you know it, it is dawn. Dawn. And Carrie's walking home, like, waving to the 
garbage man like it's fucking the beginning of hairspray or something first of all don't come for hairspray right now i'll fuck you up listen it she was doing it like she was in it and clearly she's not she's not because nikki blonsky was killing it killing it um so stanford's boyfriend got her this whole photo shoot thing and so she is late it's a profile it's a profile it's a profile about being single and fabulous in new york which is why she's excited this episode's about being single and she's like, you know what? I'm gonna make. I'm gonna put a positive spin on it. It's not a bad thing. It's not the end of the world. Mm-hmm. Blah blah blah. Also, I'm really glad Stanford is back. I love him. I love Stanford. That's my note. Is yay Stanford's back? <laughs> That's what I need to know. Stanford's back. Yay. And his boyfriend's a bitch. No, he's great. So Stanford's new boyfriend. So um, Carrie's late to the photo shoot because of course she is because she's always late and she's also the type of writer that doesn't ever have a pen with her. She's horrible. Anyways. Anyways. Um, she gets there late, pretends like she never gets anywhere late, which we all know You're is a You're fucking liar, Carrie. Um, so anyway, she runs in. She's like, oh my gosh, I couldn't find any cabs. It was so awful. And Stanford's uh, boyfriend comes up to her and Stanford introduces them. And he's like, oh, hi. You're about a fucking month late. Which is hilarious it's fantastic me as a person who is late to everything all the time forever (laughs) if someone were to tell me that i'm about a fucking month late i think i would just shit myself (laughs) and die because like i'm like how do you ever top that right that's i'd have to be three hours late to something not tell anybody and then hopefully they'd be like you're about a fucking decade late (laughs) because that's great i wish i wasn't late so i could tell someone else you're about a fucking month late i'm never late so i'm gonna just just I like using that for everything. Yes. Right. I like the, um, did you ever see the proposal with Sandra Bullock and Ryan Reynolds? Is it the one where they danced in the woods? Yes. Yes. So I love the scene where she's trying to get in the boat and she's just taking forever because she's little snooty patootie. And so when she finally gets in the boat, he was like, thank you. I'm a hundred years old. (laughs) (laughs) I like using that one. That one's funny. My favorite thing about that story is the fact that Sandra Bullock's character is Canadian and her visa is about to expire or something. So she has to marry an American to become a citizen so she can stay in the country. And so she decides to marry American Ryan Reynolds character. When in reality, Ryan Reynolds is Canadian Canadian. and Sandra Bullock is American. Just, it's funny. What a funny role reversal. What a funny, crazy random happenstance. Crazy. (laughs) Um, so the, they just start taking pictures of her looking like garbage. And she's like, um, we're going to do like makeup and stuff. Right. And they're like, yeah, totally. And it kind of made me wonder. I couldn't help but wonder. Um, shut up. She did it. She did it. (laughs) Roll credits. Roll credits. Um, I know. I literally was like, I couldn't help but wonder if they actually did get her into makeup. And there is actually a decent shot in there that they just didn't use. No, she looked like garbage no matter what. Yeah, fair enough. Well, that's what I like about Sarah Jessica Parker, though. Is like when she gets ugly, she gets ugly. Because in this, and then, because she's on the cover of this magazine where they release her photo, and she looks busted. And when she has her ugly section of the Sex and City movie, when everyone's in Mexico, ooh, poor thing. Like that. A lot of actresses are afraid to go there, and Sarah Jessica Parker was not afraid to go there. Yes, and she's not afraid to squeal really, really high when she gets scared, which is good. Good. Does <laughs> it happen? Good. She seriously pay attention. Every time she gets like way too excited about something, she squeals. I think I just shut her out most of the time. And literally, in every single movie and every single thing she's ever done, there's at least one scene where she does like the whole. <laughs> 
And it's awful. It's so bad. Name five movies Sarah Jessica Parker was in. At all? Besides Sex and the City. <laughs> At all? <laughs> uh, let's see. The Family Stone. Oh, yes. Love me some Rachel McAdams. Um, there was... Oh, my gosh. This is, this is, this is, this is difficult. She's not very popular. Um, uh, Girls Just Want to Have Fun. Okay, yes. She did squeal on that one, too. Um, was she in Footloose? Yes. She's in Footloose? She's in Footloose. She was in that witness protection movie with... Oh, my God, yes. With, um... It's not Hugh Laurie. The guy from Love Actually. Oh, yes. What's his name? Oh, my God. Laurie? <laughs> no. Hugh Grant. Hugh Grant. Thank Hugh you. Grant. Yes. <laughs> it was Hugh Laurie you were thinking of. That. Um, I don't know. She's literally everything I've seen her in, she has squealed. I was Failure to launch. Failure. Yes, we did yes. it. Yes. Failure to launch. We won. What did we win? <laughs> More content for this podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um, anyway, they are speed walking and they run into some dude that Miranda used to see. And she was like, Yeah, I stopped seeing him because I had to fake my orgasms with him. Which, like, apparently he's not bad at sex. She's just faking the orgasms, which I don't understand these women. Okay, I don't understand this. If you were willing to let some guy have sex with you how are you then also not willing to tell them what feels good what doesn't feel good enjoy the sex right i don't also get that because like with guys uh, it's not that hard so like if you're feeling desperate or whatever i still think it's rude but like you can just have sex with anybody and you're gonna nut no matter what (laughs) Hashtag nut no matter what. Oh my god, I hate it. You're gonna nut no matter what. But girls, if you're being if you're being desperate, if you're just gonna fuck any old guy just so like you can have sex, wouldn't you still try to make it good sex? Right. Like it's like it's like saying, you know what, I really feel like I, I I would love a pizza right now. I would love to have a pizza, but you know what I wanna have on it? Everything I dislike. That's, no. no. Why, did, why order the pizza? If you're going to have a pizza, you might as well get your favorite toppings. What is wrong with you? Like, I don't understand these women. Even if you're going to get a cheap pizza, maybe like the meat lovers, but at least settle for pepperoni. Like, fuck. You don't have to get anchovies and olives. Right. No shaming people who like that. But. But I'm shaming you. <laughs> and it's, yeah, I don't understand it. She's like, oh, I had to. I had to. Um, I had to dump him because he was bad. At the, and I'm like, what in the world? That is the dumbest thing I have ever heard. Women, if you are mad that you have to fake orgasms, it is your duty. Speak to, up. To speak up. You don't have to teach them how to give people better sex. But don't fake an orgasm and make them think that they know what they're doing because then you're going to ruin him for some, for, for some other girl. And then you're also going to ruin him because he thinks he knows what's up. He thinks he's a hot shot. And what if he gets into a good relationship and the, the girl's like, well, the sex is bad. Right. Yeah, all you're doing it is ruining it for the next girl. Yeah, and then even in this where the guy's like, there, there, there might be something wrong with you because every other girl that I've been with it has liked it. And then Miranda's okay. immediately like, what, what makes you think it's about me? Mm-hmm. And he's like, well, yeah, b- based off of everything that has happened, that would be his conclusion is the fact that Miranda is the other and everyone else is just fine. Yeah. So, yeah, you're, that pro- you are making that problem all yourself. Yeah. Don't fake an orgasm. If sex isn't good, be like, hey, sex wasn't that good. Right. And not even when it comes to orgasm, when it comes to anything, if he is, like, sticking your, his finger where you don't want him to, you go, nope, buddy. You go, nope. nope. Don't do it. 
I, don't pretend yeah. things are okay when they're not okay. One, that's a problem. Two, that leads to pro- problems further down the road. Three, you ruin him for other people. Mm-hmm. And then you just fuck everybody over. Don't do that. If something's yeah. bad, it's bad. Yeah, and just say it. It's and no just fix. say it. Um, so they go to lunch. Or actually, first, um, she picks up some cigarettes and then notices her cover of her magazine. Carrie, at this Carrie, point. Carrie. Um, which is single and fabulous question mark. What? Not exclamation point. That's not what we were sold. Yeah, it's not what she was sold. And of course, it's one of the test shots, which are garbage. And she looks awful. Um, she's looked worse. But <laughs> she looks pretty bad. Like when she goes into co- hiding and wears that ugly, like, jean cap. Oh, my gosh. So she's wearing this fisherman's cap. For a lot of the episode, and it is god-awful. Like, I'm it's, sorry, Patricia, what's-your-face, who does all of the costumes for this, but no. That was not she was, cute. She was not going fishing later. There was no reason for her wearing that. It looked like a fisherman's cap that you would buy at Justice. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Oh, and my God, yes. If your ass is 30-something, yes. you should not be, one, shopping at Justice unless nope. you're buying it for your children. Mm-hmm. Or, two, wearing shit from that little girl store. Yeah, not Okay. But I will say that I did like this this scene where she tells the girls about it because they're finally being those supportive drunk girls in the bathroom. Yes. They're like, the best no, this is, this is garbage. We're behind you. This is terrible. This is god-awful. And it's, we shouldn't stand for it or whatever. Like, everyone's being super supportive. And I did kind of like that scene because of that. And I'm pretty sure that scene passed the Bechdel test. I'm not <gasps> sure. They did it. I think they did it. Because they didn't talk about dudes the whole time. They just talked about how garbage it was that she looked like that on the cover. Good for them. Good for them. I didn't think they were going to pull it off. I didn't think they I'm were I'm not going to rewatch it to find out. Me neither. This is a shitty episode. Yeah, I'm going like, to go with it. They did it. Yeah, good for them. Good for them. Um, So, back at Charlotte's, her friend, super pl- platonic friend, that apparently has been platonic for quite a while, um is announced that he is moving to Salt Lake City to be in a Christian soap opera. And um, she suddenly realizes that she's going to be losing her handyman and decides to make a move on him. Which, listen. Listen. I So it was kind of funny because he, <laughs> JD said, was like, oh my god, she's like basically using him for his handyman skills she's garbage and i looked over at him and i went we need it (laughs) (laughs) because here's the thing we don't want to it's not that we can't it's not that we can't fix the toilet by ourselves it's not that we can't rewire our house by ourselves we're completely capable and okay with with doing those things it's boring we don't want to do it it's just and guys are going to hop at any opportunity to prove that they can. Exactly. And are willing to do it for a female because they'll think the chivalrous thing to do. Guys are stupid. So, guys are just taking it Let You know what? Let us play our roles. <laughs> okay. But, uh, what happens in gay relationships? Do they both try to fix something? Yes. Yes, they, they do. do. I'm trying to think about me and my relationship. And yes. I'm like, oh, listen, we both try to come up with solutions. And then we argue about whose is right. And then we both like, no, let me do it. No, let me do it. No, my way's right. No, my way's right. It is hilarious and annoying i love it it is so stupid (laughs) well at least you can drink legally (laughs) sorry love you john (laughs) he's got a year he's got a year left a little pumpkin oh so bad there's like 
a week where we are four years apart. Because his birthday is wow. like a week after mine. Or a few days. That'd be like days. dating an eighth grader when you're a senior in high school. Yeah, practically. Wow. It is so stupid. And like, so my birthday's the 11th. And we're three years apart. And then my birthday's the 11th. And then I'm four years apart from him until the, like a couple days later. And then he turns the year. And then we're back to three years apart. And it's the most disgusting thing. And this year I was like, we're breaking up for this week. <laughs> <laughs> Until you are in my three-year range again. Let's do this. <laughs> Let's do this. Um, so, yeah. So I have the... Yeah, we do. We need it. We need we need the, the dudes to fix our stuff for us because we don't want to. Um, <gasps> Real and, quick. Uh, so I just got done with Titus Andronicus at Good Luck Macbeth, an all-female cast. Mm-hmm. One of the toilets was having an issue, Ruh-roh. and every single time the toilet was having an issue, the girls would all be like, um, the toilet's not working, can you fix it? <laughs> really? Yeah, and every single time I was like, this is what you do, because it's just like that little plungy thing, <laughs> not the not the actual plunger, but inside the tank, yes. that water valve needs to be released, mm-hmm. and that's all you need to do, you like, you can just flick it, you right. can just flick it and it'll be fine, just jiggle and it. every single time the girls were like, um, it's broken, can you, can you fix it, can you fix it, and I was like, oh, it's, it's just that thing, you need to yeah. just pull it, and it's fine, and they're like... Okay, cool. And they'd walk away, so I'd have to go do it. I'm like, you guys are fucking assholes. Fuck girls. You're so needy. It's not about being needy. It's like, we just don't want to do it. I don't want to do it either. I have shit to do. Okay, and literally, you should have said that. I mean, you should have been like, just jiggle the handle and take care of your goddamn business. I'm your stage manager, not your not your plumber. Bitches. <laughs> I love that cast. Most of them. <laughs> most, most of them. <laughs> oh, we're talking later. Um, so, uh, Carrie... Um, poses the question, are we faking entire relationships? To which I have as a note, how? How are we faking entire relationships? We do have feelings for the people or we wouldn't go for You know what I mean? Like, yes. that's just such a stupid thing to the say. The follow-up question, I think, worked better than that one. It just had to be her monologue, so they had to fill it in. But the second part of it was, um, do we fake certain things so that we're not alone? And I like that one a little bit better. Yeah. In a sense of what do you compromise as a person so that people like you? And I like I like that follow-up question. I'm actually doing a writing piece about, or I'm doing a writing piece currently that deals with that. Like, what do you actually show people and what do you withhold from people so that people like you? Especially when you are afraid of being alone. Mm-hmm. Or especially when you get validation from other people. And I think it's an important question to ask because in my relationship, I'm like, well, I keep this, 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 this to myself. Because one, I don't want to like hurt the person I'm with, or two, I don't want them to think of me differently than how they think of me now, or things like that. Or like even in non-romantic relationships, I have to be a certain person to certain people, mm. and I can't let everybody have the same parts of it because that's not what we're friends for. Right. And it's interesting. <clears throat> and I mean, I think that that's that's kind of normal per mm-hmm. se. Like that is something that. Um, like I don't give you don't give your everything to to one person. Yeah, no, definitely. Fuck that. Like I, I am totally an overthinker, and that's just like something that we talked about last week. But I will, I will space out who I am talking or overthinking about whatever it is to, and I won't. I just there's no way you shouldn't ever be giving your all of your secrets to one person Mm, that's dangerous it's super dangerous like there's a lot of vulnerability that would come with that and it's just it's not okay like even being 
married for as long as I was, there were certain things that I thought and felt that I kept from, like, even myself sometimes. So. Because how, what's the opposite, what's the opposite response to that? Like, being 100% honest all the time? Uh, people would hate you. Yeah. And, and not even, because you're gonna, not even because it's a mean thing. Like, I think you can be honest with not being mean. But if you're like, listen, I don't care about this conversation. This is so uninteresting to me. Right. If it's something that the other person cares for, like, that's, that's going to hurt them. Right. Because you're their couple. Like, you should, the rules are you should be excited about what they have to say. And if you tell them that you're not, it's, you're breaking their heart. Yeah. Yeah, it's not, yeah, there, and there's a line of lying to spare people's feelings, like little white lies that should be fine. You know, there's a lot of stuff that I don't care for that. I will listen to someone else talk about because it's more interesting to me to watch them talk about it and watch them be excited about something, even if I'm not also excited about that thing. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, and there's a with, balance. Even with your gal pals, because last episode, Samantha had a big issue with her age where the guy told her that she was looked older. Mm-hmm. And then she asked Carrie and Carrie was like, if there's one lesson I learned. It's never tell Samantha that she looks old. She's like, you don't look a day over 35. I don't think that Carrie was being bad about it, like, by lying. Or I don't know if Carrie actually thought she was lying. She might have been completely honest. Mm -hmm. But regardless, the situation was, oh, even if I wanted to tell her something different, I'm not going to because I'm her friend. Right. Exactly. There's there's an element that you have to be supportive, and that includes lying a little bit. Let's have a day where we're 100% honest with people. (laughs) Okay. Let's see how many friends we lose. Right. And, like, also known as the day we lose all of our friends. (laughs) let's try it and for people at home just try it just if it's safe to do so don't listen to him if it's safe to do so it'll never be safe you're it's a social experiment if you feel comfortable if you feel daring just be honest with people don't be mean don't be a fucking asshole (laughs) but be honest with people if people ask you a question be honest with them and just see what happens they'll hate you um yeah, uh, so I, I literally, this is where I kind of tuned out of taking notes. All I, I have um, when when Samantha gets stood up. So, do, over to you. <laughs> okay, well, I have the fact that Miranda, her the guy that she's sleeping with, she faked an orgasm again. And then she's like, why do men think that they're really good at sex? And then Carrie's like, because you fucking fake an orgasm. So they yes. think they're getting it. And I was like, okay, Carrie. Okay, she actually said something. I'm glad that she said something because that is when it's time to be honest with somebody because that's garbage. You're treating him like garbage by making him believe that he is good at something that he is not mm-hmm. and sometimes it really is just a matter of compatibility there are certain people that you will have sex with that you won't um you won't be compatible with they won't be able to give you an orgasm while they're they'll be able to give other people orgasms just fine like there's sex compatibility right like we we're we were talking about um about like kind of Eskimo sister kind of things last week. Oyster sisters. Oyster sisters. Um and so there was there like there literally was a situation where it was one guy and it was three girls. And um there was one girl who was like, No, this guy's amazing. He's fantastic like i i squirted like every single time he was like amazing um and like then there was another girl that was just like yeah he was okay but like 
there was really, you know, there's not really that much there. I just sort of, like, I wouldn't go back to that well. <laughs> <laughs> like, and it really, it's about sexual compatibility. Like, there's another one who's just like, whatever, he's good. I'm good. We're like, and it's fine. Yeah, it's fine. And so it's just, I, I don't know. It's one of those things where it really is about compatibility. And I don't think that it was right of Miranda to be like, all the rest of those women faked it with you. Yeah, she was kind of an asshole about it. Because he was just going at it. He's like, I want you to come with me, which is beautiful. so sweet. That's so cute. Yeah. It it wasn't one of those studies like, I want to come, I want to come. He's like, oh, I want want us to do it together. I like him. Miranda's an asshole. And then Miranda just sits there like, "Uh, well, you're not getting me off. And the guy's like, are you okay? She's like, I'm fine. He's like, well, you didn't come this time. She's like, I didn't come any time. I was like, that's the difference between being truthful and being a fucking asshole. Miranda's being an asshole. But my favorite, one of my favorite quotes that she said was, um, there is when all the girls were together, and they're like, well, he just doesn't get it. And then she's like, it's not a fucking mystery. It's my clitoris, not a sphinx. Yeah. And then, and then Gary was like, that's the title of your autobiography. And I was like, that's fucking hilarious. The right. title of my autobiography is, sorry I'm late, and other stories, and other lies. <laughs> and other lies. <laughs> I'm like, that's perfect. I'm writing it right now. Right now. So then Carrie decides to go out with Stanford and Nevin. They're going to meet at a club because Carrie's like, you know what? I'm going to shed this nasty girl image. I'm going to go out there. People still want to fuck me. People still want to date me. I'm going to go find me a guy. And then Carrie meets Stanford and then they meet Nevin, Stanford's boyfriend again. And then <laughs> Car- Carrie calls him Nevin Von Bitchy, which first of all, if I was royalty, that'd be my name. J.D. Von Bitchy. <laughs> Love it. I always wanted to be a Von. <laughs> Von Tussle, preferably. But, um, Baron Von Bitchy. Uh, yes, yes. That's all I want. That's my new drag name. I love Baroness it. Von Bitchy. <laughs> and then she introduced, she's like, hello, I hate, I hate you. you. She's like, I fucking hate you. And it's great, because I'm like, that's a hell of an introduction. And then I've never identified with the character more. And then Nevin's like, join the club. I hate me too. <laughs> <laughs> and they have a great time. And then we cut to Samantha. Samantha has been hooking up with this club owner from the salsa dance that we went to earlier. The salsa club, the Mexican club, the lad, whatever the fuck it was. I don't know what's happening. Mm-hmm. And he told her all these beautiful things. He's like, I have a house in the Hamptons. We're going to go there. We're going to go wee, there. Wee, wee, wee. It's going to be great. And Samantha lets herself get caught up in the moment. She's in, not in love, but she is enjoying everything that's coming her way and they make plans to go to dinner and the guy never shows up and samantha has a little breakdown where she's like well he said all the right things yes but that's so he could fuck me and then he stood me up because that he was done with me mm-hmm. it was kind that of really sucks. sad it was really sad like that was some great acting on kim's part for this episode kim control kim control's part kim it was it was it was really good and i felt i like literally my notes is poor sam for the first time ever yeah like i never felt sorry for her up until this episode where i was like oh my gosh that's so sad like and so real and i think like because i had kind of sort of gotten stood up i think i talked about it on our bad dates episode (laughs) It's just like you really do feel like that. You don't really act like that. Like she overacted, like for sure. But oh, I would one hundred percent act that way. I would start crying would, and sobbing. Yeah. Maybe like fuck everybody. Maybe when I got home, no, I wouldn't have to play the fries and go home. I would be like, uh, no, I'm leaving. Um, and I just, 
like in any day and age, in any anything, I don't understand why people stand people up. Because you're an asshole? Yeah, but like, can there really be that many assholes? Like, that's yeah. just so ridiculous. Like, I've had a lot. That's the first time I've been stood up. But even then, he was like still texting me, like, yeah, I'm a block away or whatever. Like, so, I mean, I, I got stood up, but it was a slightly different scenario. But like, I can't imagine just not messaging someone, especially in this day and age. Know what I mean? Like yes. now where like you could text somebody at any time, anywhere, why wouldn't you just be like, I'm not doing this? Like I was talking to a dude for like a couple of weeks and our schedules just weren't lining up to um, spend time together. And he and I were talking like the whole time. And then all of a sudden he was just like, you know what? I'm, I'm going to have to bow out of like meeting up with you. I'm sorry to have wasted your time. Oh, but that's but he told you and yeah like he told me he didn't stand me up like he didn't you know whatever and i i wasn't really sure what we were talking about at the time and so it felt a little like jarring because i was like what did i just say um but i was just like okay i'm not gonna force you to do anything that you don't want to do like good luck with all your future endeavors like it's totally cool and and it was like i don't harbor any any like bad feelings towards him so it was totally fine um so then Bradley Cooper shows up. Oh, yeah. Bradley, we cut back to Carrie at the club. And then she's like, no, I'm sticking at a party. And Stanford's like, it's 2 a.m. on a fucking Tuesday. Go do something. Yeah. And then Carrie's like, mm, I'm going to I'm gonna, I'm gonna fucking party. I'm going to fucking, I'm going to find someone and get fucked and be good. And Stanford's like, oh, you're at a gay club. So, so good luck good with luck. that. And Carrie's like, thanks. Thanks, bye. And then she runs into the one straight guy who happens to be Bradley Cooper. And based off of his performance in this, I can understand why he's straight. Because homie has his ugliest haircut. <laughs> his face is not camera ready. Like, mm. he, it is shiny. There are patches of different colors on his skin. The lighting crew did not like him. No. No. But he shows up and I was like, is that Bradley Cooper? I was excited to see him. But I was like, Bradley, you're better than this. Go yeah. home. He wasn't at the time, though. <laughs> I'm just a day player. I'm just a day player. And he shows up and him and Carrie hit it off. And she's like, he met my criteria. He's a guy and he something else. And he smokes. Yeah, right. And I was like, oh, wow. That's the standard. Sick. Right. So then they leave together. He has a Porsche. And they go to a newsstand that Carrie has been visiting this entire episode to buy cigarettes. And that's where her magazine has been hanging up. The one that has her as single and fabulous, question mark. And they're looking busted. And then she's like, I'm finally good. I'm fi- I'm feeling great. And then he's like, is this you? And shows her the magazine. And then Carrie's heart just breaks. And she's like, you know what? I don't need validation from someone else. I'm fine. I'm leaving. And then Bradley Cooper's like, where are you going? And she's like... I'm going home. Can we like, you just walked out on Bradley Cooper. You right. fucked up. <laughs> no, but here's the thing. is She did say that if she slept with him, that it would have been um, the only time that she slept with someone to validate herself. And that's why she chose not to do it. And I think that's actual somewhat growth-based from Carrie. Yes. Like, I think that that's great that she stood up for herself and that she did that. I mean, she's got the rest of the season to, like, fuck that shit up, which she will. <laughs> But in that you know partic- she's gonna. You know she's gonna. But in that particular moment, she was okay being single. She turned someone down, and that was admirable. At least. At least. And it made a great point for her, because then the next day, she takes herself out to lunch or whatever. She goes to eat by herself at a fancy restaurant. And the guy, the waiter's like, oh, are, you, are we waiting on someone? She's like, no, it's just me. And I thought that was really strong and powerful, mm-hmm. because I don't think of ever taking myself out. 
to dinner to do anything. I just I like I like going to the movies alone. Um, but I do not like eating alone. Mm-hmm. I would rather take it back to my space and have my space and be comfortable. Yeah. I would, if I'm going to be uncomfortable, it might as well be with company distracting me from the fact that I'm in an uncomfortable chair. Yeah. Um, but that's just me. And I don't think it has anything to do with being alone or not being alone. I just don't, I would, if I'm going to be alone, I would rather be in my space. I feel like I can have do so many other things. Like I, yeah. I've never taken time to just like sit down and eat. Like, I'm always... Unless I'm with other people, because then the mission is be to with socialize, these other people. Yeah. Socialize, But if I'm by myself, I'm like, I could be either be listening to my podcast right now. I'd be catching up on some articles that I need to read. Mm-hmm. I need to be writing some stuff right now. It just feels like time that I don't allow myself to give yeah. to myself. And so I think take myself to eat. I'd be like, I don't want to be one of those people that's on my phone. But I would at least, like, have a headphone in, try to listen to a podcast while you eat. Just because just yeah. it... I can do both at the same time. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And that's the so end that, of the episode. So, yeah, that's the end of the episode and the end of our episode. Um, so, where can they find us if they want to, JD? They can find us online on at We Swear on Chanel on Twitter and on the Instagram. Or they could send us emails, including their bad dates and bad hookup stories. Yes, please. At I couldn't help but podcast at gmail.com. You could find me on Twitter at Joe Daniel BB on Instagram at Petty Prince Jr. Or on Snapchat at JDMONTE25. <laughs> Paige, where can they find you? Um, for me, I am on Twitter as at Paige Clarno. I'm on Instagram at Paige in Reno Land. Um, and I am not really on Snapchat for you guys. <laughs> I think I would delete Snapchat. It's boring to me now, and I have that ugly phone, so how, I can't use it. How am I supposed to see your butt if you delete Snapchat? I mean, there's a hole in my pants right now. Literally, I can just let, expose myself to you right here, right now. Okay, well, we're going to go then. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, don't forget, you guys, always, always wear, wear a condom. condom. Bye. Bye.